is Jimmy Scroggins. I'm the lead pastor at Family Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. Are you tired of going to conferences, reading books, and listening to speakers who tell you how to do church when you know that you cannot do what they are recommending? You've come to the right place on our podcast. We're going to give you principles, strategies, and ideas that you can implement right now with the resources you have at your church because this is church for the rest of us. Thanks for joining us for part two of our four-part series on building a new church culture, not new church programs. I'm Jimmy Scroggins here with our executive pastor, Steve Wright, and our director of communications, Leslie Bennett. And we're going to talk about our very favorite part of ministry at Family Church, meetings. meetings. People call us all the time and ask us about what we're doing. They want to get programming tips and what do we do, Steve? We invite them to some of our meetings. We got to we just meetings. bring it down. And Jimmy, you think about you know all the time you know guys for you know for whatever reason calling us and you know hey sometimes they want us to send them pro- programming notes and agendas and syllabi for the res you know all of this stuff. Yeah. And you know we've just made it our standard practice. Hey, look, we we can send you all of that stuff. If none of it will probably help you. No. Nope. But we invite these guys to come down. And you know I think of that Saturday Night Live skit. Uh, more cowbell when <laughs> they leave here saying more, more meetings. meetings, no <laughs> doubt. I know we all say we hate meetings, and if you know me, you've heard me say it many times because I'm yep. not Don't a fan say that, Leslie. But now you get to go to lots of them. <laughs> but now I get to go to a lot of a lot of meetings, and you know it's understandable that we say that, but it can also be foolish. So, like you said, at Family Church, we really love our meetings, and they are very beneficial, I've learned. Well, maybe we don't all just love them, but (laughs) what we have learned is that if we're going to build a strong culture here at Family Church, we're going to have to have meetings. Now, there's a great book Mm -hmm. that I read several years ago called Death by Meeting. It's by Patrick Lencioni, and I recommend this book to any pastor listening to church for the rest of us who likes to try to avoid Meetings And honestly, Steve, I have a lot of my friends who like to brag about how few meetings they have, and they talk about the meetings they do have as if they are literally being beaten to death by them. They don't want to go. They don't. And one of the things that I learned from Patrick Lencioni years ago reading this book is meetings can be helpful, but you ought to try to script your meetings. So something's happening on purpose in the meetings. You can put time constrictions on your meetings so they don't have to be endless or open-ended, and you need to create different kinds of meetings for different purposes. And Steve, you really are our meetings guy. Our meetings have gotten a lot better since you started helping to script them. So tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Well, you know, really, Jimmy, you, you think about the meetings that we have. I mean, we're trying to structure our meetings. Oh, so I that think we're, about them. We're celebrating, <laughs> yeah, right? So right. We, we want our meetings to be at a place of celebration. I mean, there's a lot of things happening so quick sometimes when you're in ministry that if, if you're not careful, you know, you just end up just passing by all of the sights and all of the wonders that uh, that God's doing. And you think about the evidences of God's mm. grace on our ministry to not pause and to stop and to recognize what God's doing and then to celebrate those meetings. That would be terrible. And you just think about the the parable of Jesus or the, the story of Jesus healing the, nine, the, the lepers. Right and, right. and then only one comes back. And so this really gives us an opportunity in our meetings to hear those stories, to celebrate those wins. And, you know, in our, in all, if you just think about all of the things that are going on in the orbit of family church, 
you know, really you want to be able to do that. So that's really important. And then obviously we move on to our agenda. We look at past agendas. We look at things that are coming up and we execute. And Jimmy, I think about our meetings through the lens of, you know, our attention to the meetings that we're in really shows our heart and our calling to the seriousness of what we're about. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, if we are men and women of conviction really called to these things, well, obviously our meetings are going to help us be more intentional, and that's what meetings do for yeah, us. And here's one thing that's so vital to hear, too, uh, for our listeners, church, for the rest of us, some of you guys are pastors of churches larger than family church, but many of our, most of our listeners are pastors of churches that are smaller. And so you may hear all this and go, well, I don't need all these meetings. I have a, a much smaller organization. But I would just suggest to you that that is not true. Even if you're a single staff church, or even if you're a bivocational pastor, you should take your volunteers, your key leaders, your lay people, whoever it is, you've still got to create these kinds of meetings. This is how you build culture. This is how it is done. There is absolutely Jimmy, the first no time, other yeah, way. Yeah, the first time I saw this played out, really, I, I was in my first church right out of college and Dr. Tony Smith, here he was, you know, a church of 125, 150, single staff pastor, had a part-time secretary. And uh, man, here this guy is, man, he's calling meetings and late night groups with this. And he's, right. you know, because he, he had a job to do of reaching the area where God had placed him. And, you know, it was really neat early in my ministry career to see that. So Leslie, uh, you are so vital because you're in charge of our messaging mm -hmm. and you help us script out and really schedule every single important meeting that happens at our church, whether that's within our staff or with our key lay leaders. So, Leslie, why don't you talk a little bit about the kinds of meetings that we have here at Family Church and why we have all of these meetings? So we do have a lot of different kinds of meetings. That's one of the principles that you talked about from the book. And so we basically, in the course of the year, we have two staff retreats throughout the course of the year. We have monthly all-day vision meetings, and then we have weekly meetings. Right. Um, so we have meetings and meetings and, and more then, meetings. Right. So these are all different meetings with different people, and they have their own purpose. So right now, the way we've structured it, Mondays, um, as an executive team, we meet sort of big picture schedules, vacation, staffing, major initiatives, and emphasis kind of sets the tone of the week. What do we want the rest of our meetings to look like? Right. You know, we decide that on Monday. And then Tuesday, we have different team meetings, um, shared services, matrix team, campus pastors and directors. We have our preaching pastors meeting, and each of our campuses have a meeting that the campus pastor leads with their staff. So that's Tuesdays. Tuesdays is that really long marathon mm. marathon mm. meeting day. <laughs> that's sure. the day that I invite the pastors to that's come. That's the day when I need Advil. Come exactly. on Tuesdays. Exactly. <laughs> so, and then Wednesdays, we do have a few more gatherings on Wednesdays. We have a staff chapel where we spend some time just casting vision. Pastor Jimmy, when you're there, Pastor Steve, when you're not, talking about vision, encouragement, making announcements that are important for our whole staff to hear, and then we actually pray, which I love. Yeah, that's you know, right. We get because, on our knees and pray yeah, for those people. Right. What part of our, we talked last episode about messaging, and part of our messaging is our Get Connected card yeah. and encouraging people to fill that out, not only so we can connect with them in life, but so that we can pray for them. Absolutely. Yeah. We ask them to write down That's prayer good. requests, and they do. We get hundreds of prayer requests. We do. And each Wednesday, our staff gathers, and we pray for those. So to me, that's a that's very important. And then we have 
you know, ministry assistants meet, our kids team meet, our students team meets, our worship team meets. <laughs> I mean, there's just this flow. We're all taking time to build culture through our meetings. Yeah. And Leslie, really all of these meetings are more than just meetings, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just that we we're getting together. I mean, th this is about building relationships for mm -hmm. us. This is about setting trajectory for us. This is about intentionality for us. And it's about accountability. Right. Now we, we do make assignments and hold people accountable, but we're actually in a context in, in relationship with some of our best friends that we're in these meetings with. And so we want to share stories and make it fun. And mm -hmm. so every week when we get together, we laugh together. Sometimes some of the people in the room cry together, All everyone except Jimmy. I don't like to cry in front of other people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's a bad if thing. If you ever lose it, it'll be a bad day. I know. But but you know, but we laugh together and then we pray together. I, I mean, one of my favorite parts of all of our meetings, Jimmy, and you've led us to do this. I mean, we start every meeting. We we get on our knees and we mm -hmm. pray and we talk to Jesus, and because we know that the mission before us is actually way too big than any strengths or talents or abilities that we have. We're and not so, going to get our arms around it with a meeting, are we? We're not. No. And so we pray and we ask God we to with guide God. us. And, and, and so these meetings are a way for us to do life together. And we yeah. really put time into planning the meetings. So the meetings don't just happen. So we also have meetings to plan the meetings, right? <laughs> well, you talked about our Monday executive team right. meeting, and that's you and me and Steve. And right. then uh, Steve's assistant comes in there. And so and then Carly joins us in there. And so we actually meet. And part of what we do is create agendas for all of these different meetings to make sure we don't leave anything out. And you know, like on Wednesdays at Staff Chapel, that's when we do celebrations and birthdays and anniversaries. And if people are leaving our team or joining our team or changing seats on the bus, that's when we do it. But if you don't script that, if you get up there on Wednesday and just go, huh, now let me look around the crowd and, and hope see. that you remember. Yeah, I mean, you're going to totally mess it up. And, and sometimes we mess it up anyhow, but at least we're trying. So I, I just am so appreciative. And that's one of the things that, Leslie, that you and Steve are really, really good at that I'm not very good at is you help us create meetings that are much more meaningful by thinking through the content of the meetings really days ahead of time. Yeah. And that's really, that's really crucial. But Steve, one of the things that is good about our meetings, they are fun. <laughs> well, they're always fun, except Jimmy for the guys and the team. Like yesterday, you know, we had five pastors from right. across the country come and visit. They, yep. they weathered the storm and they jumped through the hoops and hey, oh we've got to get there. And they came. And then at the end, they kind of had like this dazed They were look. all glassy-eyed. Share, share with everyone okay, kind of so how that Okay, so these are very successful pastors, dear brothers, great hearts, but they're thinking about becoming multi-site, and their church is growing, and they want to embrace some of the things we're doing at Family Church. So the pastor looks at Steve and looks at me, and he says, hey, how do you guys possibly every week go through these, He and I'm quoting now, mind-numbing, <laughs> incessant, endless meetings it makes me want to throw up just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what he says. He, right meant there in it. My he meant it too. And he was asking a serious question. He wasn't telling a joke. And so what I said to him, I said, well, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't find them mind-numbing, incessant, or endless, and they don't make me want to throw up because I'm actually meeting. Every meeting has a purpose that's important, and every person in every meeting really matters to me at the heart level. Well, Jimmy, he actually asked you a really good question at the end. You'll remember he said, well, Jimmy, you know, I, I can see that we have to do something uh, to, to move the needle of lostness in our community, 
but I'm just looking at my calendar right now and I'm looking at my daily schedule. What do I need to clear up so that I can? And you really gave him some good advice about that. Well, one of the things I think he's spending too much time doing other things besides meeting with his own team. If he's not investing his team, I would take a few hours out of his sermon preparation if he needs to, or a few hours out of his hospital visitation, or a few hours out of his sleeping or whatever it is. If you don't actually build culture by spending time with the people on your team, both weekly in terms of accomplishing tasks, Mm -hmm. but also throughout the year. Like, Steve, Leslie, it's one of the most fun things we do of the year for me is our January staff retreat. I mean, Leslie, you went on your first one this last year. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how did you, what did you experience on that staff retreat? (laughs) I mean, not everything, but tell (laughs) some of the stuff that you experienced. Well, I mean, we have a lot of fun together. There's no doubt about that. And just the concentrated time together. And a lot of it, it's not just the structured meeting time. Right. But it's the downtime right. and sitting around at a meal and having a conversation, getting to know somebody on our team better that you don't interact with on a daily basis or as much as, you know, and yeah, we had a lot of fun together. I learned that I work with a lot of competitive people <laughs> that are very yep. willing to ram into me on the go-kart track. Oh, Even we find- Whoa, now we're getting into some Um, serious confession. And so they basically, you know, don't take that into account. So you just have to kind of hang with the hang with the big boys. Leslie, Um, I think we did. I think we did discover that a lot of our people are competitive. But I think I remember you winning all of the competitions and even the basketball competition this year. (laughs) I mean, so Leslie. That's true. I did win that. Yeah, she dominated. That's true. I'm Jimmy, just trying talk, to keep up with Bev Bonner. Yeah, she's tough too. Yeah. Jimmy, talk to us about culture cultivated in the context of relationship and why that's so important. All right, so you you cannot if you if you hear a little construction noise in the background, it's because our church is under massive construction. So there are some sledgehammers going off. Those mics are picking them up. One of the things is I've learned over time: you can't build relationship without spending time together, and you're not going to actually create culture from the heart to where it's actually part of the DNA, not just of the organization, but of the people in the organization, unless you actually spend meaningful time together. I believe that culture is cultivated in the context of relationship and community. And if you don't have a culture in your church of relationship and community, what you are calling culture is really just a bunch of talking points. Well, Jimmy, how do people know if like they're meeting schedules that they currently have, if it's really adequate for the size of their church mm-hmm. and if it if they need to maybe consider rearranging the times, who they're meeting with, what, what does that look like? Because I know we've changed all of that multiple times over the yeah. past few years. Well, I think, I think every size organization and the personality of the leader kind of bleeds into some of this, but different size organizations are going to have to have different kinds of meetings and different size meetings and different lengths of meetings. So I don't think there's a prescription of this is how long it ought to be. This is how many you ought to have. This is what you ought to cover. However many meetings for however long it takes you to build the kind of relationship to build into the people in your organization, the kind of culture that God wants you to have to accomplish the mission that God has for you. That's what you've got to do. So we do build into our meetings time to cut up. We build into it time to share stories. We build into it time to have fun. When we go on these retreats, we have a lot of downtime built in. Not so we'll be bored. Nobody's bored. But so that we can have sidebar meetings with people that we need to connect with. And I think just building in a culture of margin, even in your meetings, gives opportunity for relationship and community to be cultivated 
And that's how DNA kind of is pushed out throughout the organization. And we do create a lot of meetings. And no matter what size organization you are, no matter what size church you are, I think most of us probably need to meet a little bit longer and have a few more than we're having right now. And we did just reorganize our meetings recently last fall to kind of address the realities of a growing organization. So it is important to evaluate what you're doing. We call it the power of the tweak. The power of the tweak. That might be a Steve Wrightism, but the power of the tweak. We want to evaluate. We want to make sure that we're doing what still works because we're always learning. We're always growing. Yeah. One of the things that we also say a lot in our meetings that this is a discussion, not a decision, mm-hmm. right? And so, Leslie, talk a little bit about just the, maybe the culture or maybe a little bit of, about how those meetings are going, because Jimmy could come in or I could come in, I mean, with a dictatorial, these are the things right. that we're doing, but that's really not how our meetings look. I mean, I would say we're strong on collaboration here. Okay. We're always right. unpack, Yeah, unpack that other. a little bit. So we have, you know, we have a direction we're going. It's not, we're not just... We have the agenda that we're following, but we're not coming in and saying exactly we're going to do this this way, and especially in the area of communication. So we might have a message that we want to communicate. We might have an emphasis that we're going to put out. So we get together and we think through how we might want to do that. We think about the things we might want to talk about or say, the ways that we're going to present it. Are we going to put it on the website? Is it going to be on social media? Are we going to have postcards? We talk about all of these things, but then we go to the meeting and we invite everybody to collaborate with us so that we can get their input, so that they can speak into it, so that they can really own it, that it's coming from the heart and that we're all on the same page so that we can move forward. So we come with an idea. We don't come you know, with no plan in place. Right. But I think a lot of times we say 75% or we get it to want to get it to 75% right. and then we want to let people speak into it right. and then we'll get it to the place where we're ready to push go. We, we on get something. it to mostly wrong and, right. then, and then the rest That's of our right. team helps yeah. us a yeah. lot. Yeah. And one of the things so. that we have to do, part of our culture that we're trying to create here is a culture of collaboration. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't have collaboration without constant meetings. You've got to have space to have these kinds of conversations because some of the people on your team, some of the people are like me, they think really quickly and mm-hmm. they want to jump on the very first thing that comes to their mind and just do that. But some people are processors. I'm the opposite. I have to think about something for right. a long time. Like yeah. if you come up with something immediately, I think, how does he think of that so fast? I have to mull it over and think about it in, in off time and then I'll have a great idea and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, you think about from the standpoint of, you know, when you genuinely, if, if you have a, just at least a trace of humility and you don't come to these meetings thinking that all of your ideas are the best ideas and you're collaborative and you're inviting others to speak into it. It really inspires your team. And Jimmy, one of the things that I've learned from you being on your team and watching just how you conduct meetings, I mean, through those stories and through those meetings and getting input, there's really some things that you're looking for. You're kind of like taking the temperature of the room. Talk to to our pastors about that a little bit. Well, part of it is you have to listen to other people talk and not just listen to what they're saying, how they're saying it, read their nonverbals, but you really want to listen to the heart. Like one of the things I'm trying to find out as I'm listening to our people tell their stories, I'm actually listening for, is our team tuning into the things that are important to me? For instance, at the beginning of every meeting, I say, hey, uh, on Tuesdays, I'll say, hey, tell us something great that happened on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what I really want to hear is the name of a person who God's doing something in their life, either a new person or somebody that we know. I want them to say, oh, I ran into so-and-so, or I had the chance to baptize this person, or this person came, and they we helped dedicate their child. And 
I hate it when I do that and they go, man, I really like that third song. (laughs) And I think our tent outside for our welcome looked really good. I could honestly give a flying flip about that. I really want to hear. I thought I was going to say something else. I really, (laughs) common language. I really want to hear about a person. And so some of what I do from time to time is I'll get a little aggravated. I'll say, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to hear about that. Right. I want to hear about the people. Right. Because I want our team to tune into it. But you're also setting a, t- a trajectory for right. our team. This is what matters to me. Yeah. And so guess what they start looking for? Yeah, they start Life transformation. Yeah, they but it takes time and it takes repetition. And to me, that's why meetings and time is so, so important. And we did. We did just reconfigure all of our meetings. Our team looks different. Our church is a little more complex. We're growing. So we've changed our meeting schedule, put different people in different meetings and moved the seats around. Everybody doesn't always love it when you make changes, but we have to do it. And one of the things that I would encourage all of our listeners to do, even if you're at a, a, a single staff church or you're a bivocational pastor, you have a small team, whatever it is, I would encourage you to have at least one or two or three meetings with key people in your organization Mm -hmm. and have meetings to evaluate how your meetings are going. Wow. Should you have more? Should you have less? Should they be longer? Should they be shorter? Should they be more agenda driven? But why don't you get some feedback if you're a leader on the meetings you're already having from people to see if your meeting structure needs to change? I think you might learn something from those meetings. Jimmy, you're also a big proponent of having meetings set up and systems of meetings bigger than your organization currently is. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, I think you ought to have meetings ready for what you organ- what you want your organization to be. I really think that's, that's so vital. So if you're a church of 120. I'd be meeting like a church of 200. Okay. No doubt. And, and, and just, just extrapolate it on out right. from, from there. Hey, Leslie, mm-hmm. we're going to wrap up this episode but why don't you tell our listeners about our conference we have coming up in March? That's right. I haven't gotten to talk about it yet. I've heard it mentioned many times, but we have our yeah, Sharper Conference. We have a lot of meetings exactly. about it, right? We're having a lot of meetings about the Sharper Conference. We're getting ready for to invite all the churches that want to come and join our team on March 1st in sunny South Florida. It's getting cold up north, I know, so I think Florida's yeah. looking more and more attractive. Um, we're going to talk about areas where we get stuck in ministry and how to get unstuck. Again, talking a lot about the power mm-hmm. of the tweak. We're going to have over 45 different breakouts for all kinds of different church staff, so we are really encouraging people to bring your whole staff and come and join us, and we'll all learn together how to get better at doing church for the rest of us. There you go. And you can find more information about the Sharper Conference at sharperconference.com or check it out at familychurchnetwork.com. Hey, look, I'm really looking forward to that conference. I know the registrations are coming in. And as Leslie said, the colder it gets where you live, the better South Florida feels when you get here on March the 1st. Also, we blocked off some time for both before and after the conference for any pastors who want to bring their whole team and spend some time meeting with us because we love meetings for all the ways that we can build culture and keep vision moving forward. Thanks for listening today. Join us next time when we'll talk about the metrics that we use to build the church culture here at Family Church. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Scroggins or check out FamilyChurchNetwork.com to chime in on our blog. We want your feedback on today's podcast. Plus, we want to know what you are doing because we want to learn from you too. Hey, until next time, this is Jimmy Scroggins and you've been listening to Church for the Rest of Us.